If you would, remain standing for the reading of God's Word. Turn to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 is, we will discuss the peace with God. Peace with God this morning. Romans 5, beginning in verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we also have obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that our suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character. Character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Please be seated. So the Apostle Paul has spent his time discussing God's anger against our sin and God's justification through faith in Christ. The truth that you and I did not enter this world in a relationship with God. We did not enter this world in a relationship with God. We entered this world lost. We entered this world dead in our sin. We entered not walking with God. We began this life not knowing the one who created us in his image and not worshiping him as he rightly deserves. We arrived without faith in God. And when one does not have faith in God, they are not only not justified, but good deeds cannot come from that life because they cannot please God without faith. Hebrews 11 verse 1 informs us of this. So today we look at Romans 5 verse 1. If you have been memorizing these chapter, this chapter with the church family, since January, the next few weeks are going to be especially sweet from you because you get to hear the outpouring of God's Word of what you have hidden in your heart. Our focus today is peace with God. Peace with God. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You've been reminded over and over again, probably to both Blake and I saying this too many times, a new chapter should never begin with the word therefore. The word therefore signifies a continuation. It signifies a conclusion of what the writer has already stated. So specifically here in Romans 5 verse 1, Paul just recently provided an example of justification by discussing Abraham. Abraham, the forefather of the faithful, declaring that he was justified not by works, but by faith. If you look back at Romans 4, verse 3, it says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. So this example of Abraham is not an isolated event, for it is true for all who believe. All who believe are counted as righteous. Look at Romans 4, 23. But the words that was counted to him were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be counted to us who believe in him, 
who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. So the law of God does not save sinners. Only Christ can save sinners. We all enter this world needing God's gracious gift of faith that is provided by God's grace through the redemption that is found in Jesus Christ. So Paul's words discussing God's anger, man's wickedness, man's depravity, reveal to us that we were not only born at war with God, you and I were born with God at war with us. That God is at war with us. We are at war with God, and God is at war with us. We were born spiritually dead sinners who hate God, and our holy God cannot overlook this truth. Our God cannot overlook sin. He must be at war with us because we are sinners. As Blake discussed last week, Jesus was raised for our justification. Jesus freely laid down his life, and his life was accepted as payment for sin. How do we know this? His life was accepted because Jesus was raised. Jesus did not die for the possibility of sinners to be saved. Jesus died paying for the sins of all who believe, of all who the Lord calls to himself. Romans 5 verse 1 begins the instructions concerning security or assurance of salvation for those who believe. The words of Martin Luther have pierced my heart this week. Concerning Romans 5 verse 1, he said, The apostle speaks as one who is extremely happy and full of joy. As you're reading Romans, beginning in Romans 1, moving on to Romans 2, 3, 4, specifically 4, and then to 5. You can, you can hear his excitement in this. He says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul is joyful and happy. His words are that of great celebration. He says, therefore, since we have this, we have peace, and we have peace because it is through Christ, it's not through us. Paul is joyful and happy. Abraham believed God and it was counted or credited to him as righteousness. Righteousness has come because Jesus has come, and God's promise of redemption has been fulfilled. So God gives us the faith to believe as sinners through the good news of Jesus. So whether you and I are taking a satellite view looking into God's Word, or we probe on down to the detailed view looking at theology in particular, we find the same truth. Whether it's satellite or detailed, God does it all. From start to finish, salvation is by God's grace. God made all things perfect. God made man in his image. Man sinned against him. God was gracious in that God did not immediately kill man. God then provided a promise of redemption. God sent his son to redeem. 
God kept his promise. Jesus came, and he is mankind's only payment for sin. Sinners believe because God draws them to himself. Sinners don't believe because they were searching for God. Romans 3 verse 11 says no one searches for God. God saves sinners by his amazing grace through faith in Jesus Christ. So it is our God-given faith that holds on to the righteousness of Jesus. And when this moment happens, the person is counted or credited righteous because Jesus is righteous. The result of justification is peace with God. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans, this book, this epistle sets forth the righteousness of God in the gospel. And starting, standing at the center of this truth is justification by faith alone. You see, if we walked into this room this morning and we think that we are justified before a holy God by anything other than faith alone, God and the Bible says that you are wrong. The result of God's grace, the result of God giving us the faith to believe, the result of justification is that we have peace with God, and this peace is a completed act. It is forever peace that has been accomplished by Christ, and nothing else is required or needed. There is nothing else to do in which we can get more peace. We have the peace of God. Peace with God is wonderful. Peace with the all-powerful, all-knowing, ever-present divine creator. Peace with God in three persons, Father, Son, and Spirit. Peace with the one who is holy, holy, holy. Peace with the just, the righteous, the wrathful God who must punish sin. You know, all the souls in this world are looking and searching for something. We all have pursuits. We all have desires of some form or fashion. And whether our foundation is the Word of God springing forth from there, our desires, or the foundation are the things of this world that are ever-changing and moving, we have desires of some form or fashion. Wealth, education, a spouse, fame, power, positions, comfort, life goals, life dreams, pleasures in the here and the now, family, a sense of belonging, happiness, respect, honor, promotions, purpose. And even as Christians, we find ourselves looking for these things when everything we need is found in Jesus. Jesus is our peace. In the third century, St. Augustine put it this way as he was writing a letter to the Lord. You made us for yourself, and our hearts find no peace until they rest with you. You see, everyone is looking for peace in this world. James Montgomery Boyce said, the explanation is, what, is that what people are really seeking is peace. 
And the ultimate and only genuine peace is found in a right relationship with God. That's where peace is found. It doesn't matter who the person is. It doesn't matter how much money they have or little they actually have or possess. Year by year, you and I hear the exact same things, whether it's from individuals we come across and we meet, or it's individuals that we see talking on the radio or on national television. I thought I wanted this, and when I got this, I realized I had found nothing. I had climbed the corporate ladder, and once I got there, I wish somebody would have told me there was nothing there. Just one more, just one more, just one more. It is never ending. What every individual in this world needs is peace with God. I hope you know that money is not the answer for your life. The newest toy that promises ultimate fulfillment will soon become old and outdated. The peace that this world provides will not last, it is fleeting. No one seeks for God, but God is what they need. Peace with God is the answer. Peace is found in God. Peace with God. Peace in Christ. Peace in this life. Peace in our death. The Heidelberg Catechism of 1563, question one, which I believe is me personally, one of the most important questions that I think about, what is your only comfort in life and death? The word comfort here can be replaced with the word peace. What is your only peace in life and death? That I am not my own, but I belong body and soul in life and death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. How do I belong to Jesus? That answer is found in answer 33, justification. Justification is an act by God's free grace when he pardons all of our sins and accepts us as righteous in his sight only for the righteousness of Christ imputed to us and received by faith alone. So peace with God is everything for your life and your death. God's peace is eternal. Romans 5.1 teaches us, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We don't have peace through our religious activity. It is not through general revelation. It is not through our bloodline. It is not through a one-time prayer. Peace is found with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We can easily drift into trying to attain something that God has already accomplished by His grace. Our security, our assurance, is that we belong to Jesus. That we are found in Jesus, in Him. Not having a righteousness of our own, but an imputed righteousness that is His. We are not waiting to be justified. We have been justified. Past tense. Justification is not a process. It is a one-time moment in history when God legally declares a person righteous. And the one who is justified is not waiting for peace with God. They have peace with God through Jesus. So to have peace with God is to be in Christ forever. Listen to the words of Isaiah 9, verse 6. For to us a child is born. 
To us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Peace. To be free from the rage and destruction of war. Peace. The security or safety of a man, woman, youth, or child when it comes to God. I'm not talking about peace with humanity. We can celebrate peace with humanity one day and the next day we can see total destruction. I'm talking about peace with the one who made you. The one who created you. Peace with God. When one has peace with God, they have harmony with God. They have friendship with God. The war has been declared as over because God, by His grace, has saved you. The words, we have peace, they are in the indicative mood. That means that the three words, we have peace, this is not an opinion. It is a statement of fact that if you are saved, you have peace with God. Fact. Many know the words of Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This verse speaks about the peace of God, not peace with God. This verse applied would be asking God for peace in certain life situations like health, job loss, financial needs, physical needs, the death of a loved one, marriage, parenting issues, the many of our life struggles that we have on this earth. In Romans 5, Paul is not speaking about the peace of God. He is speaking about peace with God. Something that is not based upon feelings, the emotional state, or our present circumstances. When Paul began his letter to the believers in Rome, he discussed God's wrath, man's sinfulness, and man's only justification. So when God gives faith to a life, this person now has peace with God. The moment of justification is also the moment of peace. A person is born at war with God, and God is at war with them. But now, God is at peace with those who are His. Because that person's faith is no longer in self. That person's faith is no longer in their good works. That person's faith is grabbing hold of the righteousness of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Peace with God is a legal status because reconciliation has occurred And that reconciliation is not done by man. That reconciliation is done by God. It is a change in relationship that has occurred with God by God. So a life that is justified by faith in Christ, and this life also has peace with God. This is amazing security and assurance. Romans 1 verse 18 is straightforward. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness they suppress 
the truth. So when there is justification, there is peace with God. And when there is peace with God, God's wrath is forever removed and you are forever safe because you are in Jesus. God's word provides security and great assurance for those who have been justified by faith. We can know if we have peace with God. I hope you understand within the confines of biblical Christianity, this is where we differ from everyone else. Do you realize that? We can know that we have peace with God. Every other religion, they don't know. Because their salvation is not based upon the work of Christ alone. Their salvation is based on their good works outweighing their bad. We can know that we have peace with God. In fact, I'm going to give you 12 passages, and I encourage you to write down these passages. 12 passages that celebrate the security of God that you have. 12 passages that celebrate the war that has ended and the peace that God has provided with him. Number one, Romans 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is no more disapproval. There is peace with God. There is no damnatory sentence. There is only peace with God because God has declared us clean. Romans 8, 35-39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword. As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So once God has united us to him, we cannot be separated from him. Isaiah 43, verses 1 through 3. But now, thus says Yahweh, he who created you. O Jacob, he who formed you. O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. For I am Yahweh your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. So when the Lord redeems, He is with you and you are forever His. There is never a time in which the Lord's going to abandon you and walk away from you and run from you. If you have peace with God, that peace with God is eternal. Jeremiah 32, 38-40. I love these words. And they shall be my people and I will be their God. That's not temporary. I will give them one heart and one way 
They may fear me forever for their own good and the good of their children after them. I will make with them an everlasting covenant that I will not turn away from doing good to them. I will put the fear of me in their hearts and they may not turn from me. So God will not turn away. Not only that, God puts the fear of Him in their hearts and they will not turn from Him either. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. In Him, meaning in Jesus, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in Him, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance till we acquire possession of it to the praise of His glory. Two words in those verses are highly important. The fact that you and I are sealed and you and I have been guaranteed by God. It is a seal. It is done. It is finished. What God has done in us by giving us peace, that peace will forever be there. When we have peace with God, we are also sealed by God. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Our God is faithful. He will keep us. Jude 24 and 25. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy, to the only God our Savior be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. John 10, 27 and 28. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. I give them eternal life. They will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hands. So when God gives eternal life, He preserves that life. God never loosens His grip on the souls who are His. He never will do that. The God who saves you will forever keep you in his hand. John 6, 47. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. God does not remove the bread of life. You have eternal life. That eternal life is forever yours. John 17, 11 and 12. And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. And I am coming to you, Holy Father, Keep them in your name, which you have given me, and they may be one even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost except the son of destruction, that the scripture might be fulfilled. So God keeps his children. Philippians 1 verse 6, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So what God began, He will finish. Just, just think about that just for, for a brief moment. There are so many things that you and I begin and we never finish. 
We have so many ideas and so many thoughts and so many amazing plans that you and I begin and we fail to finish. We fail to follow through. That's never true with the Lord. What he starts, he always finishes, whether it's salvation or peace. When he grants it, when he gives it, when it is by his sovereign hand, he gives that over to the sinner and it's forever there. God preserves his children and brings them to completion. 1 John 2, verse 19. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that it might become plain that they all are not of us. There are those who claim to be saved and fall away who were never actually born again. Those who fall away, those who don't continue, they never had peace with God. God's word is clear. Many hear the gospel with joy, but they have no root. Many hear the gospel, but the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, choke the word, and their life is shown to be unfruitful. Those who have peace with God, they bear fruit for God, and they continue to worship Him. So be encouraged and praise the Lord who has secured your salvation, if you are secure. God's power holds us. It's not our grip that keeps us there. How encouraging that is for those who are saved. That it's not our grip holding on to Him, it's His grip holding on to us. So I want to remind you of three great needs in this life, as well as three great reminders when it comes to peace with God. So three great needs in this life. Number one, you need to be sure that you have peace with God. You need to be sure that you have peace with God. How can you be sure? I know I'm going to say something very unpopular here. Know the Word. Know the Word. Don't base your peace with God off of a pastor. Don't place your peace with God off of a sermon that you have heard, off of a one-time event, a one-time location, a one-time prayer. Base your peace with God off the Word of God. It is God-breathed. It is what you need. When it comes to assurance of salvation, look to God's Word. Don't look to what others have even said about you. Look at what God has said to you. Are you sure of your salvation? If not, call on Christ, repent of your sins, and believe in Christ. Respond to what you have heard. Come to Jesus. Jesus is your only peace. Do not wait any longer Call on Christ for salvation. Many of us think, I'll respond at a future date. A future date that you may not have and it may not come. Respond. If you don't have peace with God, you will never know or understand the peace of God. You need to be sure that you have peace with God. Number two, you need to know that peace with God is not temporary but eternal. You need to know that peace with God is not temporary, but eternal. 
So the things that you're saying that you're going to put off, all those things that you're embracing while you're putting off peace with God, those things will not last. As we discussed in Sunday school this morning, the treasures that we often cling to in this world, the things that rust, the things that will be destroyed, the things that thieves break in and they steal, those things don't last. Peace with God is eternal. God never removes His peace that He gives. Peace with God is a forever gift that keeps on giving and keeps on giving. You need to know that peace with God is not temporary, but eternal. Number three, you need to be involved in helping others find peace with God. When you have found peace with God by God's grace, God has also called you to be involved in helping others find peace with God. The peace that we have is meant to be talked about with others. This is why it's concerning when you have children, youth, and adults who claim salvation, but they never talk about the peace of God. We're to help others find peace, and God has ordained that we be involved in the telling of peace with others. So teach peace, which means teach the gospel. And three great reminders for your life. Number one, three great reminders. Peace with God does not mean that we will always have the peace of God. Peace with God does not mean that we will always have the peace of God. We will have doubts. We will have struggles. We will have sin in our life. We will have disappointments. In many ways, you and I will not seek wisdom and we will fall backwards at times. But God and his faithfulness will discipline us and prune us. If you are sure of your salvation and that assurance is based on God's word alone, that you have peace with God, even though you may not always have the peace of God. You can go through difficult times. You can feel like that you're lost. You can have doubts of your salvation even. Struggles. You feel like, why can I not overcome this sin? Why can I not overcome this? You can know through God's word that you have the peace with God. But you're not always going to have the peace of God. Sometimes you don't have the peace of God because in God's sovereign and providential rule over your life, He wants you to struggle and to run back to Him with all that you are. Peace with God does not mean that we will always have the peace of God. Number two, Jesus is the peace agent, not you. Jesus is the peace agent, not you. Peace with God is not your responsibility. So don't live this life trying to justify your salvation. Don't live this life trying to justify your salvation. Don't say to yourself, because I'm pretty sure most of us have done this, I need to do this so that I know that I'm secure. No, you don't. You don't. I got to do this so I know that I'm good with God. No. You don't. You'll never stand before God and give God a list of things that you did and which made him right. You will stand before God and praise him that he saved you. Jesus is the peace agent, not you. 
your labor for salvation is worthless. But when you are saved, God will make sure that you labor in the process of sanctification for the purpose of glorifying him. We don't deserve the salvation that we have, so don't live your life trying to justify the fact that you are saved. But once you have received peace, live your life loving the Lord and obeying his commands. Go back to the word and never get out of it. Live this life with humble thankfulness for God's gift of peace. And number three, Jesus is our peace in life and death. Jesus is our peace in life and death. If you have peace with God, the war is over. The war is over. If you are his child, you have peace with him. What can anyone on this planet do to you if you have peace with God? If they do something to you that takes your life, guess what? You go to God. The war is over. Christ has accomplished it all. Christ has saved us from His wrath. There is nothing that can free us from His hand. We just sang that song. There is nothing that can cause us for God to let us go. Nothing is going to steal us. Nothing is going to snatch us. Nothing is going to free us from His grip. You belong to the Lord and you belong to the Lord forever. And He will bring you safely home to glory. The assurance of salvation, the assurance of peace with God is beautiful. Do you have assurance? Do you have assurance of your salvation? Don't delay. I mean, take what you have heard today from the Word of God and examine your life. Do you have assurance? Hold up what God's Word says and look at your lives. Have I been justified by faith? Do I have peace with God? Don't delay in putting this off. This is... This is what is so astounding to me. That as Christians, we can live so much for what does not matter, myself included. We we can think so much about things that really don't matter. There is nothing that matters greater than eternity. In Pilgrim's Progress, probably the picture that drives myself to the Lord the most is the fact that the pilgrim, Christian, he packs his bag, he leaves his wife, he leaves his children, he goes on this journey, and the journey is hard, the journey is difficult, the journey was individuals putting his life for sanctification, for growing him, maturing him, and moving him forward. There were things that entered Christian's life in which he continued to always struggle with, things that he had to continue to lay down at the foot of the cross. But that journey was always going home. And Christian was safely brought home by the glory of God because God had given them the faith to believe. Don't 
put off what you know needs to be done. Have assurance of salvation. If you do not have assurance of salvation, cry out to the Lord. Come to Christ. Repent of your sins. Call on Him for salvation. And Christian, if you have brothers and sisters in Christ in your own home, friends that you know, co-workers that you have, neighbors that you know, whom you are unsure of your salvation, why do you think that you're in their life? Is it to talk about things that will not last, or is it to talk about the peace of God? Father, we thank you for this morning, for your holy word. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you for the peace that you provide through your Son. Thank you for rescuing sinners, dead, spiritually, enemies of you, at war with you, and you at war with us, and you called us to yourself. What a marvelous grace. And Father, even today, with our plans that we have, with our struggles that we have, with our sins that we have in our life, Father, draw us closer to you. Conform us more into the image of your Son, Jesus Christ, for your name and for your glory. Put brothers and sisters in Christ in our life that will encourage us and spur us on to live for you. We have been given the greatest gift ever, peace with you. Thank you. It's in Christ's name that we pray this. Amen.